we feel healthier and happier, more fulfilled, when we've actually got the time to do things that matter outside of work as well as doing our work. Hi, and welcome to the Weekly Economics Podcast, brought to you by the New Economics Foundation. I'm Polly Trenow, filling in for Kirsty Styles this week. Today, I'm here to chat to NEF researcher Sarah Lyle about the benefits of a shorter working week. On average, we're working longer hours and taking shorter breaks off work. But if we had more time off, would that rest mean we'd be more productive? About 100 years ago, the economist John Maynard Keynes predicted that by now, we'd only be working 15 hours a week. The presenteeism issue, rather than actually being productive when they're there, do the job, go home. The economic output per worker, known as productivity, is often lower in countries which take fewer public holidays. Slicing 24 or 48 hours out of the working week and giving everybody perpetual bank holidays is not the right way to go about it. We're a society obsessed with consumption, but in order to buy more, we have to work harder. We work in order to buy. Okay, right, Sarah, it's Bank Holiday Monday. Thank you so much for coming into the studio. It's incredibly dedicated of you. No problem, Polly. So we're going to have a four-day working week. uh, And wouldn't it be lovely if every week was like that? And you're suggesting that it can be and that actually it might be good for society. Tell me a little bit more. Well, what we're proposing is to make part-time the new full-time. So to make working 20 or 30 hours a week the norm instead of working 40 or 50 hours a week. And we found that this has benefits for society, for economy and for environment. I mean, the social stuff's the kind of obvious stuff that we're feeling today. You know, we feel healthier and happier, more fulfilled when we've actually got the time to do things that matter outside of work as well as doing our work. It's really about trying to uh, rebalance work within the economy between people who are unemployed and maybe people who are overemployed. And then there's also environmental benefits as well. And as you know, my interest is in feminist economics. So tell me a little bit about how this might have an impact on unpaid care or how it might balance out gender roles. We we can see that actually reducing the working week, um, making a shorter working week would have benefits for gender equality. Um, so at the moment, there are six million people in the UK who are working part time voluntarily. Uh, five million of them are women. So 80% of them are women. You know this, Polly. Um, but to if, if part time work, shorter working week became the norm, then women could work reduced hours to look after kids without having the penalties on their career progression. But men could too. So you'd have more men taking caring roles alongside women. And it'd be a much more equal situation. And you also say that this could help spread paid work more evenly across the economy. What what does that mean? Well, what we mean by that is basically that at the moment we've got people who are uh, working longer hours than they want to. We've got about 6 million people who are working over 45 hours a week. And then we've got um, several million people uh, who are unemployed, about 1.3 million, uh, and also people who are underemployed. They wish they had more hours. It's not a totally simple equation. We can't just uh, reduce those overworked people's hours and then give those hours to other people. But if shorter hours were more normal, then there would be more opportunities for those people with um, who are looking for more work to get the work that they want. So you're saying that there's a kind of set number of hours that people are working in the UK. And if some people reduce their hours, then there would be more jobs available for others. 
That's right. And I mean, there's also evidence that it improves people's productivity while they're in the workplace. If they're not overworked, they're more likely to be productive. There are fewer absences for sickness. People stay in their jobs for longer because they're generally happier and healthier. So it's good for care and it's good for women and it's good for jobs in the economy and potentially the environment as well. Why is it good for the environment? Well, there's evidence to show that countries that have shorter working hours also have smaller carbon footprint. And it's, the suggestion would be that if we reduce our uh, working hours by 10%, which is about half a day a week less work, uh, we would also reduce our carbon footprint by 15%. And the reasons for that are varied. It's partly to do with people traveling and the amount of time they have to they travel, uh, you know, driving in cars, that kind of thing. But it's also because we can reevaluate our consumption when we when we kind of get off that treadmill of working to earn and then earning to consume, to buy things that we don't need, to make impressions on people that you know don't last and uh, we don't even ultimately care about. But the big question is that this all sounds great, but how are people really going to afford to work less? I mean, most people are working all these hours because they need the money. So what will people do if they can't afford to work fewer hours? That's such an important question. I mean, a lot of the time um, people would say, I would actually happily work, take 20% cut in my pay in order to work one day less a week, 20% less work. Um, but obviously there are also people who are currently working two or three jobs just to make ends meet. And that's why any shift towards a shorter working week also needs to go hand in hand with policies and approaches that will help address the problem of low pay. So we need to see a big increase in wages as well in order to make this happen. We need to look at things like the living wage, creating good jobs, not just any jobs, strengthening people's labour rights, making sure that they can engage in collective bargaining through unions, that sort of thing. Well, this all sounds fantastic, but how are you going to make it happen? There's a few things that we do need to see change in order to make a transition to a shorter week more possible. Uh, we're proposing something that's volunt voluntary. So there are people out there who already want to work shorter hours, but how can we make that more possible for them? So there's a few things we can do. One is to strengthen their rights. So at the moment in the UK, we have the right to request shorter working hours, but we could actually have stronger rights in that in that regard, because at the moment, if an employer can find a suitable reason not to grant those hours, then you, you don't get shorter hours, even though you might request them. In Belgium and the Netherlands, they have much better rights for part-time workers so that you're treated equally to a full-time worker, even if you're working reduced hours. And we need that kind of policy here too. The other thing that would help is improving the incentives for employers. So employers may assume that actually, you know, this will be problematic for them, but all the evidence shows that really there'll be benefits to the employer in terms of productivity increases. But there are things that need to change in terms of per employee charges that employers face that we'd need to change to, to facilitate the transition. And finally, in order to gradually reduce working hours, we could look at reducing hours for people uh, at both ends of the age spectrum. So thinking about new starters in the labour market and offering them opportunities to work four days rather than five or other forms of job shares and reduced hours. And then also looking at people who are, you know, entering their last couple of decades of employment and looking towards retirement. Instead of having a harsh cut off into retirement, they could actually be reducing their hours 
by a couple of hours a week per year. But presumably this also involves quite a huge change in attitudes towards work and what we think as being productive, the issue of presenteeism within offices. I mean, it's bigger than just some policies. I think it does. And there are other countries that are already showing that they're making that kind of shift. In, in Sweden, they've been uh, trialling shorter working week in Gothenburg in the municipal government. And they're actually doing a bit of an experiment to compare people who are working 30 hours a week to people who are working 40 hours a week and looking at their productivity increases. Um, and then in places like Gambia, you've got uh, shorter working hours for prayer and farming that everyone's all uh, public sector workers are entitled to. And then there's other examples like in Finland, you can take special leave that's paid to do training to develop your skills. And when you're on that training, then someone else who's currently out of work is employed in your place to get work experience. So there's loads of examples of this shift happening. And actually, even in the UK, there's particular companies that are considering it and who are talking about the benefits. And I think that's that could start to catalyse that kind of culture shift you're talking about. Right. So that's what we need to make it happen. Um, and have you got any more recommendations for us? How can we all go about making sure that we're only working four days a week for the rest of our lives? Um, I'd say discuss it with your employer. Uh, some employers are actually more open than you would anticipate. Start talking about it, blog about it, blog about your experiences. And we also at NEF are continuing to gather examples from around, around the country and around the world of this working in practice. And where can they find those examples? They're on our blog. Um, there's a blog called uh, Around the World in a Shorter Working Week. And, we, and we're, you can also email us. All right. So one final question for you. Are you working a shorter working week at the moment? I am actually, yeah. So this week's a three-day week for me because um, I usually work, um, well, I actually work a nine-day fortnight. So every second Friday I have off and I tend to use that to kind of engage in politics and spend time with people and also exercise. You know, fitting that in can be hard and it's so important to take care of yourself. It is indeed, although we are both here on a bank holiday Monday working. However, best intentions. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks, Polly. Music for the Weekly Economic Podcast is produced by Poddington Bear. That's all from me. Kirsty will be back next time. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes, SoundCloud or wherever else you get your podcasts from. The Weekly Economics Podcast is brought to you by the New Economics Foundation, an independent think tank and charity that campaigns for a fairer, sustainable economy. Find out more and get involved at neweconomics.org.